The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay, and my sexual orientation is like an escalator in the sense that I go down easy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. No, it wasn't. So No, Jada, stop. (laughs) It's so so bad. That's why it's good. So bad Uh, it's good. Yeah, that's like so literally that's most how. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally how I've been described. Uh, every <laughs> single one of my sexual partners, so bad that it's good. <laughs> I'm so gross and filthy. I don't know what the hell it is I'm doing. Stop. <laughs> you know, I can't. Okay, uh, listeners, sorry, we're totally like getting you out of the kiki, but like that beautiful voice that you hear on the other end of the mic is my brand new friend Jada. Hi, Jada. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. How are you, my beautiful girl? I'm so excited for this episode. I I remember when I first started following you on Instagram, and because you called yourself gay slut, I was like, oh, I need to be friends with this person. Like, it's gonna happen. Like, it was so immediate of a reaction for me. (laughs) And so I'm I'm stoked. I chose the three things that are very important to me. Who I am as a gay person, the fact that I'm a huge fucking whore, mm-hmm. and I like to make people laugh. So I'm yeah. a gay slut clown, you know? It just That's makes what I, love. I love it. And then the videos with you pole dancing, I was like, absolutely. This is, I need more of this on my timeline, you know? Um, um, you should yeah, see all the behind the scenes and all like the bruises that are left on my skin. And just like, you know what? At least I look fucking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> It hurts, but it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, again, mm. most things. <laughs> like most things, you know, it hurts. That's how but that's it's how pretty. my partners describe me, you know, pretty but You it hurt, hurts. you're oh. painful, but you're pretty. <laughs> yeah. I is. fucking love that for you. That <laughs> that is like Venus flytrap energy for you. Oh, I yo, that's one of my favorite plants. <laughs> right? Just yeah. like they're so pretty. They're basking in the sun and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> that black widow energy. Yes. BWE. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jada. <laughs> as much as I love, would love to just laugh and laugh and laugh with you, let's get right down to business. Um, I invited you over to the show because I wanted to talk about this thing called a relationship escalator. Yeah. Um, but first, tell us about yourself, girl. Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar with who I am, my name is Jada Suwanasi. I also go by sex positive Asian auntie. Um, and that resonates a lot more than just like sex educator, relationship educator. Like I'm not huge on the titles, but you know, it helps people understand what I do. 
And um, most of my work focuses on helping folks unlearning sexual shame and creating space for talking about what we actually want in our relationships. Like, do we want to be big sluts or do we want to be, you know, yes, we do. like yes, exclusive we do. sluts? You know what I mean? Like, Justin oh. and Manon is right, right? Do we want to be exclusive sluts? Because you can still be a slut, but still be exclusive about it. Oh my God, a <laughs> right? monogamous slut. Yeah, that's totally oh. a thing. Exactly. So I help oh people figure out and create those relationships that they want um, while also exploring their sexuality. Oh my God! Yes. So, like a curious slut, uh, yes, open relationship cur- slut. Oh, we love curious. We love curious anything. Oh my God! Right. I would consider myself an open relationship slut because, like, as much as I love to have sex with every single guy that crosses my path, I do want to go home to the same guy every night and just be like, "Hi, baby. How was your day?" And then he'd ask me that, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I got totally got like loaded up by like five different strangers on the way here." <laughs> How yes, was your day? That's that's love. That's love, right? right? That and then not- he'd be, and I would come home to like a nice cooked meal, and he finished filing yep. our taxes. <laughs> Oh my God! That's the, the dream. dream. That's the dream. <laughs> I want a trophy husband that will let me fuck other guys, and he is allowed to go fuck other guys too. Of course, of course. <laughs> we want. We're all about equity here, right? Like equity. <laughs> this bussy for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity yes, for exa- right. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what affirmative action is all about? I'm pretty sure. I think that's what it's what's written in the that policy. That everyone gets to line up and fuck me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with the relationship escalator, or maybe it does. I don't know. You tell me. What yeah. what is that? Yeah, I talk about the relationship escalator a lot, and so people people do ask. It's not a term that I have coined by any means. So I want to be clear about that. It's something that. Um, is a concept very familiar in the non-monogamous community. And essentially, so when you think of an escalator, you think of this like one directional machine, right? That's just like going upwards. And so in the non-monogamous community, we talk about the relationship escalator as this one directional pathway that a lot of relationships go on that include meeting someone, uh, flirting, then going on a date, then dating a few times, maybe having sex. If you're a slut, then you probably had sex before and then you started dating. But, you know, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, dating is included in there, right? And then the sexual exclusivity is an expectation on the relationship escalator. That's a big one is like just you two. Um, this is also pretty like heteronormative, but queer relationships kind of tend to follow this escalator too. Um, after you make sure that y'all are exclusive to only each other, then you date for a while, start thinking about um, buying a home together, getting engaged, getting married, having children. Then you grow old together and one of you dies. You usually don't die at the same time. So the relationship escalator (laughs) is kind of this like one directional pathway, like this like step by steps on how a relationship is supposed to look like in order to be considered successful. And I put that in air quotes. Right. And so that's kind of a nutshell. That sounds like both a dream and a fucking nightmare. Just like, (laughs) I mean, I like the thought of me 
eventually settling down with someone with like a handsome rich stranger preferably michael b jordan you know <laughs> yeah that's that a good beautiful one. that beautiful that's a good man one. yeah <laughs> um right but also i don't want mike to like lock me down because this bussy meant for everybody right. so i'm like hmm. <laughs> so like where did we get this idea of like the escalator from like where did this linear um where did this linear relationship model begin yeah you know that's a good question i don't know if i could really pinpoint the beginning stages of it but i do talk a lot about in my classes how it upholds capitalism and patriarchy my safe word that's my safe word (laughs) let's get into it uh that's my sexual turnoff it's (laughs) truly there uh, just like when when you want to turn me on, just say Marxist theory. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god, capitalism! I don't know if I can use capitalism as a safe word. I say it too much in general. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like yeah, it, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. think of capitalism, totally. just like yeah, bye. Yeah, and patriarchy. So oh, gross. Yeah, absolutely. But then also my other sexual turn on word is like intersectional feminism. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yeah, like um, just from like your own opinion or if you've done any sort of research on it, where did this relationship escalator model begin? Yeah, I think it's it's hard to it's hard for I don't know enough to to be able to say like it was traced back to X, Y, Z. But again, when I talk about relationship dynamics in my workshops and in my classes, I talk about how this a very rigid way of looking at relationships is upheld by capitalism and heteropatriarchy. And a lot of it is because like when we think of the nuclear family, the idea of a nuclear family, that in itself is actually a product of colonialism and patriarchy. Like the idea that... Unsurprising, problematic right. shit is coming from white folks. Come Ex- on. Right, exactly. And when you really look up like, okay... In a lot of families, like Asian families, Latinx families, Black families, Indigenous families, the idea of live of multiple families living in the same household is totally normal. Like that's not even an issue, right? So the idea of only like the couple is at the center of the universe, basically, and then you have these little kids on the side side, um, in a family structure home, that didn't happen until Europeans invaded right invaded the land invaded we're ta- i'm talking in the context of the united states because that's where i was born i mean it's basically the entire world right yeah point. and so Come they on. invaded and then they forced these single family style homes onto indigenous people these european single family style homes so even this like rup- this idea of a nuclear quote unquote nuclear family and needing to maintain that um really comes from colonization and how how it kind of comes up even just with capitalism, when you think of why people had children back in the day, the only labor that women that women who can you know birth children like that was really their only like currency in the world, you know. So oh, like, that, like, God. like your Ew. your purpose is to have a child and birth it, and that's your contribution to the family. And really, to have kids is like more more means of more people to produce the thing, more people to tend to your farm, more people to help you with your family, whatever productivity so that you can sell the thing and yeah um, this is like a very very 
not academic way that I'm talking about it. <laughs> Very not whoever, academic. Whoever said the sex ed with Tim was academia yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally misled you. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a mess. Great. But great. yes. Okay. I totally understand. So yeah. what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. the, the whole purpose of the relationship escalator or this standard model of like establishing relationships from beginning to end is all about just what like so i can work until the day i die I, it sounds like it it sounds motherfucker like it. <laughs> ew that's so gross we have more you know more produce more kids so that we have more people that billionaires can exploit their labor you know to work and then that's pretty much it like what, I, I guess like like i don't see a lot of other purposes for this very rigid like you have to find the one person who's gonna put up with you for the rest of your life and you and you and the 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 kids part the having children and then the buying of of like a home is our crucial parts like it's not just like a the relationship escalator isn't just you find the one and then that's it part of the measurement of success in the escalator is that having children because you're continuing on your uh, your legacy you're passing down your like with it, and that's very capitalist. Your too. title, yeah, your, your title, exactly. Your Whoa. inheritance is a big one. You're passing down your house, right? In like non-monogamous, more nomadic tribal communities, the idea of paternity wasn't as important until I think, from my understanding, until like capitalism and agriculture and the ownership, property ownership became important. Then you really needed to know who your kid was. <laughs> so that you can pass oh this my down. god oh my god this totally reminds me do you know that book um sex at dawn by christopher Ryan? yes yes yes, yes. that i've only read p- parts of it because it's so dense but yes yeah. that exactly yes. yeah I, I like how uh it was it uh christopher Ryan and consulted jatha him and his wife they write about what they uh what they coined as um paternity positivity or paternity certainty or something like Mm, that mm -hmm. like how we as people were just obsessed with like making sure that that kid is mine so that when i have that kid i can like you know give him my inheritance give him my money and all of the things and i'm just like but I don't want all of those things, Dad. I don't want to be a pilot. I want to be a whore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to yeah. be a sex educator. I want to have <laughs> sex all the time and make money from it. <laughs> Yo, I hear pilots be doing that anyway. So <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I feel like the people yeah. at Tokyo olympics they're oh hell yeah they're, they're fucking everywhere oh hell yeah yeah oh my god my i would o- love to be in the olympic village in my right other now. life i'm a flight attendant aka a whore like, like, oh my god right like, in my okay. other life yeah there is something about flight attendants that makes them so sexy in their uniform regardless of what gender you are if you're mm-hmm. a flight attendant you're fucking hot they're beautiful they always yeah. look good like wait maybe some Okay, foreign airlines tend to look a little bit better when I think about it. Maybe it's the exoticness too of me like, I'm gonna go, not, not the exoticness of the person, but this like feeling like, oh, I'm going to a new country and then all of a sudden like mm-hmm. everyone looks more beautiful. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Honestly, I have been, or not have been, but like I have had sex with every single like guy from different parts of the world because like I'm already like close to the four digits, but like who's counting? <laughs> um, who's counting (laughs) who's counting but like i i get it you know it's like if 
you're someone from like not here where you are wherever you live you're mm-hmm. automatically hotter like right? at least times five right yeah and i think that's how i feel about a lot of flight attendants that i see when i'm about to go on like a international flight or something <laughs> like well, how are you so beautiful how like what's right? the training for this <laughs> Forget a relationship escalator. Put me in the relationship mile high club. Like, come <laughs> on. Hell yeah. Shit. Okay. So that that's so fucking stupid. How like the idea of having to date, having to flirt, and then eventually have the white picket fence dream is all so that I can give back to society. That's that's how we see our purpose in our the purpose of our relationships. Ew. Yeah. And it, and I think I, I mentioned the like marriage and kids part because there's so that in itself places a lot of pressure to people for people who like don't even want to do those things, but feel like they have to or else their relationship is a failure. Somehow. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. Because like for me, I'm gay. And I Are always you? take it up the ass. No, totally. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm totally in the closet. Um, I totally did not mean to out myself. Please do not expose me to the world. I am a heterosexual. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, um, I feel there were times where I felt like because I'm gay, I'm never going to be able to give my parents grandkids. Mm. And automatically I felt like I'm a failure or something or like mm-hmm. that I'm, I've let them down. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. It's shitty. It's a lie. That's a scam. Yeah. It's such a scam. Like, oh my god, heterosexuality is a scam. Uh, headline of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. But I, I totally hear you. I totally like. I, I think I told my parents when I was like twenty or something that I didn't want to have kids, and it was like, I was like, are you gonna like what? I'm the only daughter. Like, I don't know what okay. happens. I'm the so only daughter. So, yeah. So there was, I, I guess. And I, they were, they were like, you know, you're going to change your mind. You're still young, blah, blah, blah. And here we are 31, uh, 31 at 31. And here uh, we are just like fucking around. Yeah. And like <laughs> like <laughs> not getting any closer to having children and they're fine. But it's true. Like we really see that as like, oh, what's wrong with you as a person? If one, you don't want to quote unquote settle down. Like, if you don't want to be in an exclusive monogamous relationship, what's wrong with you? If you don't want to live with your partner, what's wrong with you? If you don't want to get married, what's wrong? You know, like, we, we really look at this as, like, a deficit of the individual person and not an issue with the society as a whole that puts this, like, that forces this experience onto us. Oh, my God. I'm just getting goosebumps of, of like, all the times where I'm, like, thinking back to when um, it was so subliminal and, like, you don't even recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. Like... When when you were told, like, in school, like, I, I went to a Catholic school, so then they would always tell me, like, oh, like, uh, you should have, like, a wife to, you know, have and hold till death do you part. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to accept that as correct, mm-hmm. right? And it was just so weird. I'm like, how? And also, like, with the kids that are being brought up in non-religious homes yeah you know i feel like they're being exposed to this relationship escalator model from like i don't know pop culture or oh something. completely oh yeah, yeah. What, like what do you what do you what comes to mind when you think of pop culture I, relationship escalator stuff i literally can't watch any show like any show with oh god especially like love triangle shows like as, <laughs> as someone who practices non-monogamy all these like love triangles between i'm like yo just fucking be non-monogamous for now like just just fucking right. all, fuck each, like just be on it like it's so I'm like <laughs> there will be no show at all no like what is it 
to all the boys I loved before or something or what, what okay but so like drag like, me <laughs> drag me I fucking love that show okay. the movie though <laughs> Stupid as it is. Okay, that's such a small one, but like, I I think of like um, all these, uh, all the dating, like dating shows, The Bachelor. Like, okay, I watched The Bachelorette because I like to imagine myself as being surrounded by all of these beautiful, gorgeous men. Yes, I mean it's fun, right? And what's interesting about The Bachelor is people have people who usually watch The Bachelor are so caught up on how monogamy and soulmate, like the everyone has a soulmate and you're going to find true love and all that stuff and monogamy. And yet this dude is straight up being non-monogamous. Like, you know that, right? Like, you know that this person is dating multiple people, but like you uh, don't have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> sure. That makes sense. But this, you know, the very, the script of the bachelor is like, the goal is to find your future wife, right? Like that is the outcome that needs to happen of the show. And so it's all, it's an escalator. It's like taking you on that pathway of like, slowly starting dating getting to know each other maybe they hook up i don't know what happens on them like if they actually i mean up on they, the show. they fuck on the bachelor i do okay the yeah to- meet the, totally. meet, meeting the family and then like it ends with the proposal you know and then following up after that so it's that's a one of the examples of Honestly, like we're always taught this i watch it just to watch straight people be miserable because <laughs> it is the yeah, you can most... watch all the any show, right? Oh my god, right? Yeah. Like 90 Day Fiance, yeah, The yeah, Bachelor. Yeah. Oh my god, um, are you the blind. one? Even, are you the one? Even the queer oh. one. I only I only watch the, the queer one. I only oh watch god. the queer one. If like, you go back and watch it, it's so bad. <laughs> so bad, but like we finally queer people finally get a TV show and there are shitty queer people. Like, oh, totally. We Why deserve trash all... TV too. <laughs> we absolutely deserve trash TV. Hell yeah, That's we so do. True. Like, I watched once it even Asian House of Ho. Like, <laughs> fucking horrible. But or, we deserve trash TV for ourselves. True. This is the way we normalize queer culture by showing that tr- even queer people are not successful. <laughs> we are equally as garbage as our heteronormative <laughs> counterparts. Exactly. Listen, the new representation is not queer excellence, but queer no. mediocrity. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here. We heard it here, right here on the pod. That is the new standard for queer representation. Oh my God. We're just fucking like not anywhere yeah. close to achieving anything. No, no. But also like that that is a very interesting like standard that we put on ourselves of like markers of success. Yeah. Markers of achievement. And it's like how do I become like successful or how do I consider myself to be a success or have achieved something that's not part of this model? Mm-hmm. And you I know? think, and that's the part where, you know, you asked a little bit earlier around like capitalism, where capitalism teaches us that we're supposed to have benchmarks and that progress in anything is linear. Right. And that there's an end goal. Right in your face. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm crazy right? right now. I oh. know. And so it really like means we have to undo all that learning and think about, oh, okay, so what do I actually want in a relationship? Like, what am I genuinely looking for? And how do I know that a relationship feels good for me? And that's your, that's where you start figuring out how, what success quote unquote I don't even know if that's really something you want to be striving for in a relationship but success I think looking for healthy relationships versus looking for a successful relationship right mm. um, looking but at isn't a healthy relationship also the same as a successful relationship it can be or, and I think that yeah. 
I think I think so. I think I like using the word healthy or a relationship that feels safe or a relationship that feels nourishing. Like those words are more descriptive to me about what I'm looking for than saying I'm, I want a successful relationship. Okay, very bad. But also yeah. like, I love being with a toxic man. They fuck the best. <laughs> um, please like never ever reply on time. I want you to like gaslight me until I orgasm. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is why i'm stuck in therapy for the rest of my life yeah most of us are, it's fine. Most of us are. they make good yeah they make good money off of us <laughs> i know i'm paying my therapist like 130 bucks an hour just so i can like emotionally ejaculate all of my feelings onto him <laughs> i mean the, like that's the best description i can think of in therapy <laughs> <laughs> right Dude, I mean, that's, the, that's the new tagline that's the marketing for therapy for sure emotional ejaculation yeah that's absolutely right? what it is that's absolutely what it is i mean like it, it's all this pent-up emotion and like these um feelings and thoughts and i'm just like <laughs> for you <laughs> for you take it hey you know what it's only like uh it's very shy of sex work yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> Yeah, no, As a actually, former sex worker. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off, and cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train, I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. Okay, but also, like, we we 
briefly touched upon like this elevator model being like heteronormative, which I totally understand because it's like the only way you can like have quote unquote a successful relationship is if you're in a straight relationship because you're able to like, you know, make babies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh, babies. Yeah. You know, like we need any more. I know. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But how does that affect more like queer relationships? Yeah. That's a good question. I think it's it still does. It still affects a lot of queer folks. This this um idea that I need to find the one that that there is only one perfect partner for you. That's part of this idea of the relationship escalator, right? That this is the trajectory of meeting your one person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. And and a good example of like how this cultural phenomenon of the escalator informs our policy is this fight for marriage equality. Oh like. my god. <laughs> Girl, you're blowing my mind. Are you fucking kidding me? This entire time we've been fighting for equal marriage rights just so we can follow this fucking escalator? I'm what, like what is it? <laughs> what? You know what? The very top of the elevator is just a fucking cliff. I swear yeah. to god. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's probably where it leads us. No oh lie. Oh my But when you really think, like, why was that the fight? Like, why was that? Why to be part of this? And I, okay, so I love marriage as a ceremony and as a way to honor relationships, but I don't care for the marriage as an institution by the state. And those are two. It's totally fake. fake. It's fucking fake, right? It's a piece of paper. Right. That gives certain, that gives couples. So it's, it prioritizes and incentivizes coupleness. Again, like we revolve everything around coupleness. And so. Um, like in a bank when you apply for a mortgage or something. Exactly, exactly. And so there are literal tax breaks, right? And so, yeah, this fight for marriage equality within the gay community, the queer community, like this whole, it's like, that's, like, we're still dying. Of, like, queer folks are still dying. Y'all are sitting over here trying to be part of this heteronormative institution. There are literally would. queer people dying and you still want to fight for marriage equality? You've totally turned me anti-marriage equality right now, <laughs> please let us not have give the gays any more rights i I think we have too much (laughs) (laughs) you know what maybe that bully in high school had a point maybe i really am a faggot that doesn't deserve to walk this earth (laughs) truly (laughs) oh my god i never even thought of it that way that like have the fight for equal rights in marriage is just us subscribing to this escalator model my mind is blown right now oh my god and the the benefits are real i'm not even right like i i I personally do if you see marriage as a business transaction which is basically as you're in a contractual relationship with somebody i understand why people do it i totally i can never knock that but the cultural like social kind of piece around it i think is something we don't think about like you're just subscribing to this heteronormative capitalist model that centers couplehood oh my god right so like double dating is totally homophobic i am just gonna say that out right now because i am not i'm single and proud of it i'm coming out to the world as single single rights single yes (laughs) yes single rights. stop inviting me to your multiple partner date no fully (laughs) knowing that i do not have a boyfriend (laughs) fuck you it's rude. This is not even homophobic. This is Tim-phobic. It's just straight up anti-Tim propaganda. 
that's so <laughs> weird and insane. I'm just like, I, I'm yeah. truly gonna like lose sleep tonight because <laughs> of that whole marriage equality thing. And I'm like, yeah. yo, I don't like that. Well, yeah. also like, look at me saying like I'm f- a fully ordained minister. <laughs> like, I love it. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> but it, girl, let me tell you the little secret. I'm only doing it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Exactly. You know what? If I'm going to live in a capitalist society, I'm going to game the system to work to my advantage. Absolutely. The call is coming from the inside. (laughs) Like, uh, hey, you know what? Being like a queer minister, I can like get all the gays who want to get married and follow this escalator and be like, all right, I charge a thousand bucks for the day. And then you have to incentivize me with like a nice, beautiful male escort. And <laughs> like a coupon to, I don't know, um, Trader Joe's or something. <laughs> I would love one. I would That's love perfect. it. Perfect. What a right? great deal. What a great gig. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, oh my god. How can you pass that up? <laughs> <laughs> Please. I am like the best like ordained minister. Come through. <laughs> Come through or uh, uh, gay ordained minister. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I just want your money. Give it to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to also ask you, I wanted to ask, in your your class of the relationship escalator, have you seen, like, a pattern amongst your students on, like, what are they, like, do you see the gears turning? Do you see, like, um, oh, I didn't really think about this, or what's something common about around like your students who are like oh my god relationship escalator mind blown just like me like is there something that you see with the people you teach yeah I think um a lot of the people that have taken my class and what they continue to work on even like after learning kind of some of this information is this idea that our relationships don't have to last forever Like it doesn't have to be a goal that we spend the rest of our life with a partner and you can still have a successful relationship. And that is, I think, really hard for anyone to grapple around. Like even we still get broken hearted when our friendships that we assume are going to last forever. I feel like that hurts more a friendship. It does. It totally does. It absolutely does. Yes, it really does. Um, And so I think that's one of really unlearning this idea that like time, right? Like a linear way of looking at time. Right. That we because we spent, all, you know, all this time together, um, it means something or doesn't mean something because we spent less time together. And also this idea that because you invested and I, this investment word is also capitalist to some degree. Right. Like that you invested mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. time into this relationship for so long that you need to see a return. Right. You need to get um, something out of it. Oh yeah, you need God. to see a return on your investment. Like, I spent so much yeah. time and energy on this person. Like, I need to make sure that I'm getting something out of it, which means this marriage or this, you know, exclusivity or something. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think those are a lot of things that I think people kind of have this like, oh, shit, I don't have to do that. Um, and then, after that, so my relationship square class is very much intro. And then they go into, like, oh, well, what the fuck now then? <laughs> so then what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> that's totally up you just, to you yeah I mean, go do whatever you want <laughs> go do whatever you want and that's the point point. and i'm like what the fuck i don't know what to do now <laughs> right yeah. okay because like you know what i totally feel that because we've been so conditioned to follow this like linear model for like our entire yeah. life that like when you step off of it like 
what the fuck now? I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's kind of like when a when a when a mama bird like lets their chicks fly for the yeah. first time. Just like if you mm-hmm. fall, that's your fucking fault. That's on you. <laughs> so, that's on you, baby. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, what the hell do you do? I'm just like, what 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 is there to follow anymore? We're like yeah. little sheep. <laughs> yeah, basically. Aww. And I yeah, and so when I when I talk to folks, it's really like, okay, now you. Well, one, you're going to continue on learning this because it's not like you take a class or you take a you hear one podcast episode and all of a sudden I'm great at relationships off the escalator. I wish. Yeah, right. I know. And so that's also where that's where I bring in more of like our, you know, as sex educators, practices around consent. How can you build a consensual relationship? Right. So take it outside the bedroom. How do you build a consensual relationship where each step that you're that you step that you go with someone, you are creating it together. So you create. Do you want to actually be exclusive? Is having children something? You know what I mean. Like when you think about consent, it's not goal oriented, right? You don't know what the end is going to look like. Yeah. Of an experience, it's moment by moment. Oh my god. Right? So like <laughs> that's my part you know, two class. I haven't even created that. <laughs> <laughs> but like by the time this comes out, I'm pretty sure part two <laughs> is gonna be bomb, it's gonna be Liddy. Oh my yeah. god. I'm just like thinking, yeah, because like you if you and like your partner were to be like off this escalator, you have to like walk uncharted waters, quote unquote uncharted waters together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, exactly. oh my god, yeah, that's so, that's so wild. That's so like, and that's what scary. makes the relationship, right? It is. Oh, it totally is. And that's what makes the relationship, though. Like, now you get to actually decide what the con, like, what the meat of your relationship is versus someone, like, outside factors deciding for you. Oh my god, yeah, that makes sense. But also, like, you like, get to decide what, what, right? Yeah. But also, it's like, scary. let's find me a relationship first. How about that? <laughs> Come on, everyone. I'm beautiful. Please. Step one. Step one. Step one. Find me Step a boyfriend. <laughs> no, but also, like, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that is a very scary thought. And, like, that's such a... I guess it's unnerving because for such a long time, I've always, like, considered myself as, like, not... Or, like, completely unlearned from this escalator relationship model thing ever since I became, like, an uh, an educator. But now I'm slowly starting to unpack some things that I feel like maybe I still have some, quote-unquote, trauma from this linear model. And mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like mm-hmm. I have to unpack that because I still want, you know, the one. Even though I totally, like, throw away and puke the idea of quote unquote the one the soulmate because it's like that's weird um how do i expect like this one other person to make me complete you know i'm like i'm already a complete whore i'm a complete slut i don't need another one you know taking up my space and taking all the menses from the competition no (laughs) kidding no no um yeah but also like it's just making me question some things right now like i am a very open relationship style person but I feel like because I want to go home to the same guy every night, is that me falling into this linear model trap? 
I don't think I think if you're conscious of like you both want to be each other's like what I would call anchor um, or like go to or home base, whatever you want to, you know, like or in polyamorous communities, like your primary partner. Um, that's perfectly OK. I think the idea for me, why I want people to step off the escalator is so that they can decide for themselves which pieces of the escalator might still resonate with them. Right. And not do it just because it's the expected next thing to do in your relationship, not do it because the rest of society wants you to do it, but really take the time to reflect and be like, oh, wait, I actually still really want the kids, you know, and I do want and I always ask people like, do you, you know, do you want the kids to and the people, the person that co-parents with you, do you want to be in a romantic relationship with them? Do you want to be in a second? Right. Because I and that so that's the idea of like, you know, you can still have kids without having one partner that is the same person that is your baby daddy, you know, like mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. have kids with your friends or something or, in, you know, on your own and then have other people Aww. that are in, stepping in as co-parents. So that's still like off the escalator to me. Well, if that makes sense, like really just rethinking the way we, we want these things for ourselves um, and making sure that it's a process that we're practicing full, like consent in versus just doing it because we think that, this is what we're supposed to do. Okay. See, uh, now I'm starting to be a little more comfortable with this because, like, um, I have a bestie, and her fantasy is that she and her future wife, they have kids together, and they want me to be part of that family, being, like, the quote-unquote sex-positive auntie. And I'm like, yes. are you sure you want me to be around <laughs> your kids? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But also, Jada, like, you would not believe how many people have asked me to be, like, the godfather of their oh my kids. God. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> have you seen my Instagram? <laughs> have you looked at my website? I want you to be 100% what an honor. certain. Yeah. I know, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm the best choice, yeah, 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 but yeah. for some reason, you came to me yeah, to be part amazing. of this fa- family model. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, similar. I'm, and you could say, like, you know, can I be, like, 25% parent? Because that's what I'm talking like, can I... 25% parent. Yeah, like, I don't need to be a 50-50 person. I don't need, you know, I, I, that's not my area, right? True. Can I be a 15%, you know, while there's, like, a team of two or three other people who are, you know... And that's what I mean by, like, thinking outside of the linear model. Because the linear model tells you that it's, like, two people who are in a romantic, sexual, exclusive relationship to each other that go down this pathway versus what I believe is that we actually need our friends and family to be part of our, all of our relationship dynamics and how we feel fulfilled in the world, you know? Oh yeah. Um, because like it takes a village to raise one fucking exactly. stupid kid. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but it's true. But it's, it's true. fucking true. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. Like, why are we like, lying to ourselves right now saying that you can be 50, 50 parents at this point? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes no sense I've, to me. Like, no, uh, for me, like, looking back at my childhood, I was raised with, like, uh, in the early days of my childhood, I was primarily raised by my grandparents first. And then it branched out to caregivers, mm-hmm. uh, to uncles and aunties. And yep. then, like, you know, as I got older, 
I kind of needed more attention from mom and dad, which is why I'm in therapy because I never got the love from them. <laughs> but um, that's a different story altogether. No, I'm just kidding. Mom, dad, if you're li- listening to this, I love you. Um, <laughs> no, but yes, I, I guess I can see like, um, the, that being a couple and raising one kid doesn't have to be the standard, you yeah. know? I turned out fine, I think. <laughs> that's sub- subjective. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask, exactly. Am I fine? Um, <laughs> let's ask my latest ex, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally not fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This, I resonate um, with that a lot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I also want to ask, because this is primarily like a poly term, does this escalator model radiate or like circulate in poly relationships in one way or another Mm. talking about the relationship escalator in poly relationships and circles seems to be like the first step like it's one of the first vocabulary words and concepts that you learn and then as i see people exploring polyamory or exploring non-monogamy they realize how ingrained it has become in how they navigate their relationships even the even in polyam ones like this tendency to prioritize this one partner all the time even though they know that's they what i was do, thinking do want right? other people yeah it's a constant learning process it's a constant learning process for right, because polyam. I'm, i was aware or i was thrown the term of like primary partner secondary tertiary but like yes you are in a poly relationship but also is that kind of falling into the trap of this linear model it, I think it depends on the relationship structure and how they're communicating it. So some people don't even use primary, secondary, tertiary labels because of that, because of the hierarchy um, that it tends to place on people that isn't mm. always ethical. Um, but I always like to think that like in polyam spaces, people in those relationships also don't know what the fuck they're doing in the same way monogamous people don't actually know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> no Nobody one fucking knows. This is you and like, I, as no, educators, we don't know no, what the hell we're we don't doing. We know what the fuck we're doing. No, like... We and just so touch like, ourselves and tell people what yeah, felt good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our job description in a yeah, nutshell. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> literally the job description. <laughs> literally. What do you do? <laughs> I masturbate and I tell you what I masturbated to. Yeah. <laughs> Tentacle porn. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, literally our job description. But the, yeah, and I just honestly, all of it is like, okay, what what I've seen. Okay, say it's like the monogamous, super monogamous route is like, you could claim most people. I mean, monogamy is not perfect, and we see that time and time again. I, mm, we see hard it. Hard agree. So like, it's not perfect. So really, let's be honest about the fact that monogamous people don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just they're following the script and a lot of times it's not working for them, but they don't have they don't feel like they have any other choice. Polyam folks, non-monogamous folks also don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just exploring something else different and they just happen to not have a rule book. They don't have a script and people try and make scripts of like what polyam is supposed to look like and feel like and, 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 and even try and compare like, oh, it's the exact opposite of monogamy. But it's not really like it's just like its own fucking world that's trying to reimagine relationships oh but also like 
uh, maybe not so much reimagine, but maybe like go back to the roots of the original relationship. I think quote, some unquote, model. I do think some. I don't think. I think I tend to listen to indigenous folks and try and see like what models have existed before before the invention of monogamy. I do try and think about that. I don't know if every polyam person really thinks about it that way. Um, yeah, but I do. I mean, most of our ancestors were absolutely like. As much as they were queer, they also had like, they were hella non-monogamous, like hella, like, <laughs> like, yeah. which is why, like, how many generations before me were all swingers? Yes, ex- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, there's hella families with like multiple wives and kids, and like we don't talk about that, and we don't use the word non-monogamy, but like they literally had multiple wives and kids. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an article of, like Chinese emperors, um, and ha- the article is actually about Chinese emperors that were bisexual. And had like, yeah, and had like male uh, partners that they would kind of see. I don't know if it was secret or not, to be honest, but I don't, didn't seem that secret. But I was like, so y'all. I hope it's secret. That's so hot if it was. (laughs) Like they had the harems as well as like, you know, yeah, I know. But the article focused on the bisexuality and didn't mention things about the non monogamy. And I'm like, so y'all are, y'all realize though that this is non monogamy at play, right? Like, centuries ago um yeah so i think that's also one of the things of the intersection of queerness and non-monogamy is that for queer folks it doesn't for me the relationship escalator actually makes it so that people who are bi or pansexual feel like they have to choose who are you going to end up with right that question that tends to that people ask like oh well she ended up marrying a guy um Right. And I'm like, if we actually got rid of the escalator altogether, that wouldn't even really be a question. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Totally an irrelevant question. It wouldn't be. Yeah. Of like who someone is going to choose. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. uh, Since we're speaking of like uh, headlines and everything, have you heard of the Moswo women? I have not. Oh, so Moswo, M-O-S-U-O, is a small Mm. ethnic group of living in Yunnan and Sichuan provinces in China. And they have like this um, really interesting courting model where uh, the women have like a room that opens out into the street to let male gentleman callers come in, fuck them for one night, and then off you go. Fucking genius. Yeah, right? What? And I'm like... Bro, excuse me. I, I kind of want that ancestors. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? honestly, I I feel like my ancestors are looking down on me right now, and they're like, "What are you doing, looking for your soulmate of a man? Have we right? not taught you anything about how men are absolutely trash?" And I'm like, right? "But I want one, Lola. I want oh my god, one. this is but so yeah. wow. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do my research. That's amazing." Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, um, the Mosuo culture, it's all about the women. Mm. And, like, they, I believe, like, they can have, like, multiple partners. And, like, this is, this is happening right now. It's, like, yeah. an actual culture of living people that mm-hmm. are totally far distant from this linear model. Absolutely. And, and I'm I- like, we stand. Yes. And I, I love, thank you for sharing that. Cause I love hearing more non-white 
<laughs> like, you know, non-white centered <laughs> yep. stories around non-monogamy because when I was first entering the non-monogamy space, like the meetings and the stuff I would go to were primarily white. And oh my so, God, ew. <laughs> I mean, so first they colonized the relationship model. Now they're going to colonize polyamory. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? You've taken enough. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Christ. i mean look at most of the books right most of the books are written by white folks and True. some of them are some of them are amazing some of them are really good um and have contributed some a lot white shit <laughs> yeah yes you're right you're right some are hella some problematic are... don't read them oh um, yeah yeah don't read those but yeah and so i'm like i love hearing the stories of like this well one because i know this has been around forever like this is not that's not new to me but to continue to hear that also this is still happening in certain communities um that's dope yeah i'm gonna gonna have to go visit or something and learn yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) how do do i rent this hut no (laughs) (laughs) girl you and i we gotta get ourselves to fucking uh tibet and then just live with the most women yeah let's do it let's just so like good. let's get off the grid for like a year live with it. the Moso people <laughs> and then goddamn let's yeah. just be polyamorous yes yes <laughs> also i love because i'm in this moment in my life where i'm trying to figure out like why what like or what is the intersection between buddhism and sexuality oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. because you're all about like I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're all about like abstinence or something, but like it's they talk a lot about how desire is a bad thing. And I wouldn't say it's a oh, sex, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a sex positive or queer affirming religion, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough to really like confirm or not. And but stories like this where these are Tibetan Buddhists and I'm like, I just want to mm-hmm. be more Buddhists who are openly sexual, basically. Oh, like yeah, I, that's right. Oh, and me I, too. I just don't I can't think of growing I, I my family's buddhist so i grew up with that but i can't think mm-hmm. of like who would i even who do i talk to about this what are our right. feelings about sexuality as buddhists mm-hmm. you know well also just like i feel like all religions are very like keep it in your pants exactly and just like no yes I don't yes want yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a big thing with thailand too where it's actually a very conservative country because of the buddhism mm-hmm. of like oh this is something you do behind closed doors this is not something right, you talk right. about in public this is like not a but thing, i love so. thailand i went there when i was a kid it's so beautiful come visit oh come God. visit when we go back yes <laughs> like i saw the reclining buddha mm. and i was just in total awe also like i was a really tiny kid so like everything was like huge to me but that reclining <laughs> buddha was like massive and also like you're telling me that buddhism is not a sexual religion when the fully reclining buddha is there like paint me like one of your french girls Yo! <laughs> come on honestly come on honestly and like how many tits and genitals do we see in religious paintings <laughs> in so religious true. artwork whichever so fucking true. religion you come from oh my god so i wanted to ask like how does one or any individual start to like take those steps off this escalator mm. where does the process start and how do we like know okay i am finally free of this escalator or maybe mm-hmm. that's not even like uh, a click but yeah maybe like a lifelong thing but what's like the first step how do you mm-hmm. begin to unlearn yeah that's a good question um you know as folks listen to this podcast and then go do their google research like i'm sure they're gonna google it <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and figure out what is this fucking right she's lying um she made this up completely <laughs> um you know, I would suggest to examine the different ways that p- 
people have told them like how their relationship is supposed to look like. What is love supposed to look like in your life? Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hurt me no more. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Oh, also, actually, listening to music is a really good one because a lot of them are all about the like, you are the one and only and I am like... It will die without you. Listen to oh 90s R&B. Listen but to also 90s also like, but, but also, also so Mariah good. Carey. <laughs> I know. know. It's so good. Mariah Carey, always be my baby. Hello. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly the relationship escalator. Ja- Give us Jagged some Edge. Jagged Edge. The- <laughs> <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. If only I didn't have to pay for copyright, I would totally play it right now. Like, <laughs> come through. Yeah, no. Like Listen. literally every single love song out there mm-hmm. has been all about the one or mm-hmm. whatever. Why we can't just, we have a polyamorous anthem, oh, you know? We're still waiting. We're still waiting for that for sure. A good one. I want a good one though. I don't want it to be like weird and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people so write songs like, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want, want an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> there it can is. Can you imagine? There's probably like a song. That's probably already like exists out there. For sure. I know. <laughs> but yeah, when I, you know, I, I ask folks to examine some of the movies or like their favorite movie or their favorite television show and what it has told them about romantic relationships, right? Um, I mean, Disney's the most obvious one, but even television shows right now, like they're so geared towards like, this is what a relationship is supposed to look like. You're supposed to, you know, like we're supposed to strive to be exclusive. If you don't, if you don't only want to be with me, then like something's wrong with you or whatever. Or um, we take that as like a, bad i don't know like a bad sign um so there's that examining what messages we've internalized because that's gonna take some time um take my class (laughs) if people are so (laughs) compelled take a class i'll put it in the show notes for everyone to know but there's a lot of there are books out there you know um i think amy graham is someone who writes really extensively about the relationship escalator has an amazing blog with resources and i believe a book um i'm not sure and they talk a lot about it, um, and it's helped me figure out, like, oh, shit, this isn't actually what I want, and I don't think I've ever really wanted it. And now I get to figure out my relationships off the escalator. And then they can start to be like, oh, I actually don't want a husband. I want just, like, a boyfriend for the night, and then that's already all the love I need. And that's fine, fu- yeah, the next one. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes, because that's me. <laughs> I don't want a husband. <laughs> I just want to have seven loads in me in one night. <laughs> Yo, okay. And that's one thing I love about unlearning, helping people unlearn their relationship escalator is also helping people not treat their casual dating experiences as disposable. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Because when people, that's one. yeah, I forgot to mention that when you're asking, like, what are some of the moments that people have, you know, in the classes? Like, when you realize that, I see so many people when they're dating, like single and dating, they operate from like, well, I need to find the one, you know, or I'm going to potentially find someone to like be long term with or someone serious. And so when they go into these dating experiences, they already have a goal in mind that kind of makes it hard to be super present in like what the relationship actually is, like what that dating experience actually is. And once they decide that, oh, this isn't going to turn into anything serious, they're just like, oh, whatever. I don't really have to care that much then. I don't really have to text. I don't really have to like 
respect invest. them that much. I don't have to invest that much time and energy. I don't got to text back right away. Like you're not going to be serious. So I don't really care about you that much. Oh shit. Because they're so oriented in like finding a hubby or a wifey. And if that, you're not like, that. Then peace out on to the next one. Thank you. Next. If, oh my we're God. Not, if we're not potentially on the relationship escalator to me, you're not really that important to me as a person. Is and I, I say that it sounds very, it sounds very harsh when I say it out loud like that, but I I don't think people are that. I mean, some people might be that harsh. I think it's it's like a sub, subtle dynamic that happens. That is right, right. A very subtle dynamic of like casual dating, um, and I think why we don't know how to do casual dating and people are so like disillusioned by it because we're all treating each other as disposable during it. If oh my god if, right you Ugh. know what i mean like because we're not on the escalator together i don't know how to operate off of it so i don't know how yeah. to actually treat you like a human that i care about that's so shitty like fucking and, and that's where like ghosting can yep. be yeah great example it's like, i don't want to engage in the work of telling mm -hmm. this person that like I am not interested in this any longer. So I'm just going to take the easy way out and ignore yep. you for the rest of my life, which is like, ew. Exactly. Learn That's to exactly. use your fucking words, girl. <laughs> ew. Yeah, no, it's frustrating. I, you're making that face and I'm, me too. I'm just <laughs> like, ew. You know yeah. what? Which is also like kind of where I get a lot of flack because some guys have called me a little too blunt. But I was like, that's an issue, not an ish me. If you don't like... <laughs> If you okay. don't like the way, right? If you don't like the way I assert myself yeah. in the fact that I specifically wanted a one night stand and never talk to you again, <laughs> that's kind of like find a therapist, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like I specifically said, yeah. I don't ever want to see you after this night. And right. he's like, how rude. I'm like, I said that at the very beginning. <laughs> what the hell? We're setting expectations here. <laughs> I fully like set my expectations for you i'm like i don't ever want to see you after you come inside of me and i can peace out because you're a piece of shit i just wanted to fuck a piece of shit i don't want to date one <laughs> right like i don't and then i'm the bad guy for mm -hmm. voicing out my boundaries for voicing out my like you know intentions uh, i hate it i hate men <laughs> but i'm still gonna fuck them you're still gonna yep <laughs> yeah, my god so <sighs> that was just like you know a beautiful way to unpack this whole linear model this relationship escalator once you start to figure out the love that you want and all of the joy and pleasure that you want in your life you can finally start to be like i don't want this escalator i'm taking the stairs yeah and then you know <laughs> like that's just so lovely what do you want to say to the listeners as like a takeaway from all this to those who are currently on this quote unquote escalator who want to get off mm. and <laughs> want to get off <laughs> um, <laughs> and find the love, the joy, the happiness and the pleasure that they want. Yeah. So instead of an escalator, because that's usually like, well, if not the escalator, then what? I envision more of a like a relationship galaxy or even a, rela a relationship landscape, something much more expansive. I like the galaxy because I like the idea that there's multiple dimensions and like time is also not linear in a galaxy. Um, and so when I think about how I'm creating relationships with people, I'm like, okay, we're going to step into this galaxy together 
and we get to decide what parts of like what planets we want to visit what stars what what do we want to go see right how slowly do we want to move how quickly do we want to move into these different parts of the galaxy together um and they don't just include marriage kids living together they include like do we want to create something together do we want to write together do we want to cook together right so instead of these benchmarks it's more like these places that we want to visit and experience together um so that's kind of that would be my like if you're in this space where you're trying to unlearn this and like think of relationships differently like think of it as a galaxy that you're exploring with people and that galaxy is my butthole. Exploring, <laughs> please. I didn't mean to like no, put a yes, damper on such a, a nice, so sentimental, <laughs> such a sentimental thing, and I ruin it with a stupid ass butt joke. <laughs> my ass is uncharted waters. There it is. is it though? I mean, not for like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Richard Branson. Oh God. They're all ugly, rich white men, mm. but I still want them to come inside of me, hoping that they deposit more than their money inside my account. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So I, listen, like, my ideal relationship is finding a man late in his life who's about to die. Yo. I fuck him silly until yep. he passes out. And just enough time to write me in his yep. will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. work the game baby mm-hmm. i want his money yo i'll sit on his dick for half a million yes that's, all got that a price. Sounds, that's the plan that's what isn't that what jeff bezos ex-wife did that's what ronald oh my well, god that's a well the uh, one of the originals i first heard was joan b croc um she married ronald mcdonald <laughs> that his name? What's, his, what's his real name i don't even know don't his real name know. i don't know his real name the guy who created who invent quote-unquote he didn't he founded mcdonald's but yeah she he was like that was his third wife and she basically took all his money and donated it all to charity that ter- charities that she didn't even really care about but she knew that he hated charity because he's an <gasps> asshole so she oh just God. like she created schools. she created yeah so yeah we I love, love it we love i love a devious woman we love it I love, love criminal I, women. I wish that for you. <laughs> I, I wish you. that life for you. Thank you so much, Jada. And I wish for you to find a rich husband only to murder him through your <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I wish nothing wow. but the best. Wow. I'm Please. gonna Yeah, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I I'm pretty sure my ancestors heard that and are, yeah. are gonna be on Please. it for me. Are May help fortune guide me. and fame and finances bless you in abundance. <laughs> you are truly blessed and highly favored in your in your pussy, in your bussy, in your thrussy, and other ussies out there. I hope you find the wealthy geriatric old guy and fuck oh, him God. until he gives you a mansion. <laughs> God, truly, that's that's actually not that hard in Thailand. So it's not. It's not. That's actually very easy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Asian Asian boys, yeah, come through. There's, yeah, we're, we're all. Oh no, easy. oh, it's you know, the white men who go to Thailand, and that's exactly that what too. they look for. It's exactly what they look exactly. for. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna play like the the cute demure Asians. So yeah. Like, oh, that's it. Hi, daddy. Arigatou gozaimashite. Or I don't know. That was Something Japanese, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They can't tell but, a difference. I know. <laughs> oh my they god! Did know. I tell you this one guy was like, "I've never like 
seen or heard of the Filipino language in China? I'm like, well, because, oh my God. asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're fucking ignorant. Oh, my God. Like, what? what? I know. I know. I've heard. I've gotten the worst. Like, I've had, like, a picture of my face fully there with a Philippine flag on my dating profile. And he's like, I'm in the mood for some Chinese fish balls right now. I'm like, great. Here's a map. Oh, Find my the nearest God. restaurant. <laughs> yeah. They're truly trash. Wow. Even gay men. They're the wow. worst. Wow. <laughs> Which is why it gives me even more incentive to fuck them for their money. Yes. For sure. And, for sure. Yeah, That's really they, the only reason they come, you should. Yeah, I mean, also, like, I feel like that would be merciful at best. Like, they come, <laughs> and their last breath is an orgasmic breath, and then I take their money and go. That's Honestly, a courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's it merciful. Is. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Jada, thank uh, you so much for coming on the show. You're such an amazing guest, and uh, I fucking love you. I'm so glad that we connected. You're truly, like, my favorite auntie. Yes. Um, you're amazing. I can't get enough of you. I'm pretty sure the listeners can't get enough of you No, either. this was so. such a joy. Probably one of my probably one of my favorite ever to record. So much laughter. Oh, like, they should all be you. like this. Yeah. No, this is great. Thank, thank you. you. I, try, I try to make my guests laugh because sex should be funny and yes. educational at the exact same time. You know, yes. making you teehee at your pee-pee one episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so um all right i can't get enough of you the listeners can't get enough of you either where can people find you on the internet yeah um auntiejada.com <laughs> mm-hmm. um, auntiejada.com uh, my instagram is jada j-a-y-d-a underscore kissed jada kissed uh right at jada kissed whatever instagram is i don't know <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes yeah, yeah yeah so somewhere on the internet i'm around um yeah, would love to connect with folks. For anyone, if like if this content talking about the relationship escalator resonates, yeah, please let me know. I love hearing aha moments from people. And you're also like currently accepting students for enrollment in any of your workshops and classes. Oh, good question. So I do have digital classes that I'm always accepting enrollments for, and I also have like an ongoing like 10 week class that is in the fall or in the spring called love is liberation where it's a more deep dive like beyond the relationship escalator like how do we actually practice this love that feels expansive and abundant that doesn't feel like i have to be tied to one single person my whole entire life um and my work is for people who are who identify as monogamous or non-monogamous like i'm not exclusive to people trying to be polyamorous or anything like that but yeah i love that breakdown capitalism have more orgasms <laughs> yes uh that's the new motto that is that that should be on a sticker a t-shirt yeah. we need that along with emotional ejaculation <laughs> yes honestly <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, Jada, you are so lovely. And all the listeners listening to this right now, you are equally as lovely. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I will see you at the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, 
please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!